Hi, it's Chase. Today's micro show is something that is pervasive in our culture. I notice it sometimes, and I also post facto can look back and say, wait a minute, that was perfectionism going unnoticed. That's right. I think it's real. I think perfectionism is rampant among us, right? It's this nagging feeling that no matter how much effort we put in, it's just not quite there, or it's, if it just polished it a little bit more, or you all know that I'm working on another book right now, and I'm just noodling this one part to death and realizing that this is actually perfectionism at work, right? And this is not a conscious chase for flawlessness, right? Well, first of all, we know that there's no such thing, but there's some sort of a relentless sense of dissatisfaction for some of us that keeps us trapped in this cycle of endless tweaking. Now, I'm generally pretty good at working through this, but like, you know, many aspects of the micro shows here on this um on on our show is problems that I'm actually working through, right? And so I realized that it's present for me, it's present for a lot of the people that I know and respect and appreciate, right? It is that feeling that our work could always be better, which does occasionally lead us to labor over it for far too long or or for longer than is valuable. And it often does, sometimes it kills projects. Sometimes it puts them on the back burner for too long that they, you know, die on the vine. So I wanted to make an episode around perfectionism, the subtle grip that it has on it and an awareness to me, that's the focus of the show is right. Creating awareness around that, that this mindset, while it can seem benign or, oh, I really have a high quality, a high bar for my work. Yeah. Yeah. But that actually could be hindering your growth and your creativity. So let's together in today's episode, explore a little bit about how to let go for unlocking our true potential and to stop this trap of perfectionism, right? This can be sneaky. Perfectionism does not announce itself with some big declaration. There's no drum beats. There's no cymbals banging that says, here we are, perfectionism showing up. This isn't, you know, achieving the impossible. Instead, perfectionism is this quiet little nasty voice in the back of your head, a persistent whisper that thinks it's coming in service of you, that it, that it comes from a good place. But it was what it says is that what you've created here is not quite there yet, right? This can be an endless pursuit, a moving target, one that shifts and dodges and moves with every attempt to nail it down. So I thought I'd come up with a, a short list of things that are signs you're caught in the perfection loop. Because it doesn't announce itself, I'm going to give you a couple examples of where it pops up and what it sounds like. And I'm going to say, hey, you are in the perfection loop. Then I'm going to give you a couple uh, of strategies to move forward to it. But right now, here's a handful of signs you're in the loop that you don't want to be in. The unending project. You have a project that never is complete. It's always just one tweak away from being right. If that's true, you're in the perfection loop. The comparison trap. If you find yourself constantly measuring your work against others, feels like it's falling short and you're not there yet, that's is a sign that you're in the perfection loop. What about that procrastinator? You find yourself chronically procrastinating. The fear of not meeting your own standards is actually what's leading you to avoid or delay tasks. 
that's the perfection loop. Self-worth is tied to your work. If your identity becomes intertwined with the quality of your work, making it hard to accept anything less than your very, very, very best or most perfect, you're in the perfection loop. Collaborative tensions, right? You're driving for constant improvement. That actually creates friction in the projects that you're working on, especially with other people. That could be the perfection loop. Overthinking choices. This is where indecision takes hold of you and weighs every option to ensure the best outcome. That's the perfection loop. Couple more, hesitation to share. You're reluctant to share your work, that's the perfection loop. Persistent dissatisfaction. You think it comes from a very special place of you where you, you, you seek to deliver only the best work, that is the perfection loop. Feel stressed, feel anxious, always pursuing better that is the perfection loop and can take a real toll. So if you have heard yourself say some or any, or maybe even all of those things in the past, I want to give you five quick strategies for moving forward, because this is a micro show, not a macro show. God knows I could have made a huge, I could write a book on this, but here's five strategies for moving forward past beyond through perfectionism. Number one, prioritize communication. Share your work in progress, right? Share it as you're moving along. Embrace collaboration and feedback and tools for growth and not criticism. By sharing your work as you go regularly as a habit, regardless of the state it's in and regardless of with whom, by sharing your work as you go, it's going to help you focus on the areas that really do need improvement, right? There'll be a pattern that evolves rather than this one-off I don't ever share it. And when I share it, someone's going to give me feedback. I think it's therefore imperfect. Can I go back into the cycle? Let go of that. You don't need to overwork a problem that doesn't exist. So prioritizing communication and sharing your work regularly actually is an antidote. That's thing one. Thing two, build trust through feedback, right? Use feedback to build relationships with others. Seek feedback, not as a measure of your worth, but as a measure of connecting and building relationships with others, right? If you only see flaws in your work, you tend to never hear the positive feedback of your work and having a relationship with others can help you through that. We often dismiss positive attributes of our work instantly, right? We, we can't even actually hear them. Remember, creative criticism, an important part of growth, but so is positive feedback. You need to hear both. Let in that positive feedback and realize that the only person that sees those flaws is probably you. Number two, again, to recap, build trust through feedback. And it is that trust, that feedback loop for both positive and negative things that will drive connection and drive trust. Number three, reframe failure. Failure is a loaded word for sure. I'm writing about that in my next book. And I find myself like, oh, do I call it failure? It doesn't matter. Let's just use failure in the lowercase f. I want you to reframe it. Finishing your work more quickly than you feel ready to risks failure, but knowing that it may be good enough, it could inspire you to let it go. No one project or task is as important as a whole body of work. So what if you made a whole bunch more work? You're saying, well, you mean if I fail more? Yeah, but the reality is the numbers are clear. The science on this is clear. And it's if you make a lot more work, you actually fail more, but you do better 
work. This is hard to get through, but trust me on this one. View little setbacks as learning opportunities and as a necessary path for evolving your process, but putting more stuff out there in the world will allow you to reframe that that is not actually a failure, that you're learning in the process and adapting to do better work going forward. Counterintuitive, but true as true gets. Number four, assess the necessary effort, right? This is a strategy for moving forward. Recognize when a task requires your best effort and when good enough is sufficient. If you are obsessing over wiping the counter down, it's probably the wrong thing to obsess over. Now, if you just had raw chicken all over the counter, sure, do an extra good job of cleaning the counter. But recognize when a task that requires your best effort is actually true and when good enough is sufficient. You will thank me for this. Sometimes done is better than not done. <laughs> that's number four. Number five, you know, there's that thing that's been nagging you, this uncertainty. What if you challenge yourself to embrace it? This is strategy number five on my list of five for moving forward past perfectionism. Embrace uncertainty. Accept that not everything can be predicted or controlled. Accept that there are variables that you actually don't manage. If you instead focus on doing your very best with the things that you can control under the circumstances that are in play right now and move on, that actually becomes a massive lever to success. Realizing that you can control only the things you can control and that you can control your effort but not the outcome, that will help you move forward. Think five of five. So if we look back on you know those little lists that I just shared, first the list of attributes that, that sound a lot like perfectionism and then to that second list of, of strategies to mitigate or play through and or over around it. On reflection, there's a little bit of a charm in the imperfect. I have started to see this, especially as I have come, become more mature, I would say. <laughs> there's an authenticity of imperfection that just resonates, right? It's relatable. It feels more human, more connected. And now, especially in the creative world and creative projects, right? I feel that the work that actually resonates the most has some of these sort of, you know, chinks in the armor, a little imperfection here or there. As Brene Brown says, this is a gift, right? It bears the authenticity of the creator who made it. It is the imperfections that what make your work distinctive and engaging. Not all of them, but it definitely is a part of it. If you can learn through practice, some of the strategies that I shared and, and others, even just the awareness of it, I believe that you will be both a better artist and a better human. Imperfect things, it's in them that lies the perfection. That's what makes them beautiful. Until next time, let's play through this imperfectionism and on to our best work as a creator and as a human. And until next time, it's your friend Chase signing off. I hope you enjoyed today's short, sweet episode. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. 
All that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing this show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together.